Welcome to another edition of the Inside Scoop. My name is Neil Crawford. I'm your host and also the founder of Anytime Soccer Training. If you're not familiar with the Inside Scoop, it's a podcast dedicated to helping parents learn about the soccer pathways that would be available to their child if they lived in another city around the world. And this show is brought to you by Anytime Soccer Training. Anytime Soccer Training is the only training program with well over 5,000 training videos to cover all the major skill areas. As a matter of fact, that's what we're going to talk about today in this podcast. So check out anytime-soccer.com to learn more about the program. You can join for absolutely free. I really appreciate your support. And now let's get ready for the show. This is going to be a quick one where I answer a user and member of the Anytime Soccer Training Facebook groups question. So if you're not a member of the group, just go on Facebook and search for Anytime Soccer Training and join the party. So this morning, and let me give you guys the backstory. I'm actually cleaning out my um, hard drive because I'm running out of space. And so I'm just throwing videos and throwing pictures and anything onto Facebook because I literally am just in the process of cleaning it out. And I'm putting some of it in my Google Drive, but it's just a nightmare. So I'm just throwing out as much as I can. So you might see a flurry of stuff coming your way. But anyways, I I, um, posted a text message from a customer slash friend, which was a positive testimonial about his son getting becoming more technical. He was playing futsal and people asked asked him what he was doing. And that makes me proud because I'm hopefully touching the lives of people around the world that I would not have been able to otherwise. And of course, there's some PR, of course, there's marketing in that. And one of the users of the program asked this question that I'm going to try to address today. So let me read the question in its entirety, and then we'll break it down. Um, The question is, can I ask you something? Of course you can. How many videos of ball mastery do you recommend doing a day? I have my daughter do some in the morning, some after school, some before nighttime. And how many times does she need to repeat the same video? So three or four of the most common questions we get with Anytime Soccer Training, and one of them I'm trying to solve from a technology perspective, and I'll tell you about that maybe at the end. But a couple of questions we commonly get is, you know, where should I start? How many videos should they do how long should their training be and should we repeat videos and so let me try to unpack this to the best of my ability it's important to remember uh without being melodramatic that anytime soccer training is a tool it's just a tool that i created to solve a specific problem that i was having and then something I believed I could share with others that would be of value to them. It's a tool like a hammer or a computer or a car. It's just a tool. And so let's use the car analogy. How you use that tool or car is going to be a function of a lot of variables in your personal life, right? How far are you trying to travel? How engaged is your child in in the sport? How old are they? 
you know, how important is the sport to them? All of these things factor into how you use this tool. So what I can do is give you some general recommendations that I know work. And then I will also tell you how I use this tool with my sons. And then you can take from that what works for you. So in general, um, when it comes to in-home training, I recognize that this is not going to be something that is super fun for most children. They don't have their friends around. You can't really turn it into a game in the way that you do with team training. You're the parent. There's a reason why people in their own personal lives hire private trainers or fitness coaches because these people add a degree of external motivation and the parent just can't give that degree of external motivation in the way a third party can, right? So I understand that. But at the same time, we can't throw our hands up and do nothing because we recognize that there's a relationship between the enjoyment, overall enjoyment of the sport and the competency of the child right? You're, you tend to enjoy things that you're good at, especially relative to your peers, and especially when you're putting them into a competitive environment. So now that I said all that, the first thing I try to do with my kids, um, if they're old enough to understand this, and this is relatively young, but definitely around seven or eight, if they're old enough to understand this, I have an acronym I use called ME. I try to establish with them a minimum extra effort with a degree of enthusiasm. One of the issues that I see parents have, and I have learned this the hard way, is they start too fast and too aggressively um, to help their child get better. And it wears the child out. It overwhelms them. And I have found that it's best to start at a level that's actually a lot lower than what the child is capable of and allowing them to grow into um, the training regimen that they feel most comfortable with. And that's why we start with minimum extra effort. What is the least that you can do? And that's a social, that's a social contract. And it's not so, so no, it's not so detailed like I'm telling you now. It's not so rigid like I'm explaining to you now, but I have to explain it to you in this way because I'm just doing this podcast. But the essence of it is what actually happened. You are playing club soccer. In most cases, most of these kids are playing some level of club soccer. And in our house, when you ask us to invest this type of time and this type of money, this type of energy into something, and we can see that you're going to be in a competitive environment, that that endeavor requires has some responsibilities for us as a parent and it has some responsibilities for you as a child and that responsibility for you is to obviously have a positive attitude when you're in the training environments enjoy it and that kind of stuff and communicate to us if there's an issue but it also means you have to take some initiative and do some um, training at home but I'm very sensitive to the fact that this is not something that most kids want to do initially. They may start off excited about it, but eventually that excitement wanes. So I start with a baseline of minimum. 
And that minimum is going to be different for each child. But I'm talking very minimal. Give me 10 minutes, two days a week. Let's start minimal. Let's just, 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 let's just get in the habit of doing it. And be as consistent as you possibly can. And if your child is really young, you may want to do some things with them. Like, oh, you're doing toe taps? I'm going to do toe taps. And also, you might do a little workout or do something. Maybe tell them, I'm going to do some push-ups while you do this just to help them see that you're part of this process. So again, don't start too fast, too hard. It's a very long journey. Minimum extra effort with a degree of enthusiasm. And I say degree of enthusiasm because if this becomes something that you're pulling teeth to do, that's fine too. But you guys need to reevaluate if club soccer is... Uh, the right level of soccer for that child. And it can be depending on how you frame it. And I don't want to go too long, but you can frame club soccer to your child. as just something they do and that's fine. But if you frame it as this is a competitive environment, blah, blah, blah. And the coaches around them frame it as that, then you may want to have that conversation to say, Hey, you do understand that the folks that you're going to be competing against are doing these things behind the scenes. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, again, going down the road of it's a tool. You have to decide as a parent and working with your child, what is the right amount of extra training for them? Now, I have two sons. And at the risk of being judged, we have decided that we want them. They have decided and I have decided and we have decided that we want them to reach their full potential. And I have scoured the internet, listened to more podcasts than I care to admit, read more articles than I care to um, admit, listened to more interviews than I care to admit. And I have, for all practical, um, for all practical purposes, settled on this anecdotal hour for their age of soccer activity used loosely when they are in these ultra competitive environments. So, you know, they're six, six years, you know, eight, eight, I'm sorry, six, six hours, eight, eight hours, that kind of thing. And then that's definitely during the foundational phases. And then when they get to my older sons, and I'm going to do an up, updated podcast on this, even though he's, yeah, he's 14, which is 14 hours is, you know, not out of the question. But now you're starting to get into, if you're playing at his level, as much as 20 hours. You can go from 12, a range of 12 to 20 hours of time spent on this thing. Now, how you define that is very loose. It can be watching film. It can be physical training. It can be obviously soccer training, individual training, Um. Uh, strength and conditioning, all of that stuff is part of it. So um, how you define it is loosely. And the ebbs and flows of that within a sort of low management is also loosely defined. But I'm telling you, if you play at these really high levels, they're putting in a lot of time. So much so that a lot of the highest, the highest pinnacle of the sport now are starting to do flexible schools and that kind of thing so that they can devote more time to the sport but not become overwhelmed because they have a flexible schedule that allows them to um, recover. 
So now let's go back full circle um, as it relates to anytime soccer training. How many ball mastery videos do you recommend? I don't have a strong recommendation, but let me say, I talked to about, you know, a minimum of, of 10 minutes a day, two to three days a week. That's the minimum I recommend for you to see some results over, uh, say, a three-month period. As a matter of fact, I get testimonials from people who use the program. I don't want to say the opposite of the way I envisioned it, but it's close to the opposite as I envisioned it um, when I created it. And their kids get better. So there's no really wrong answer. So I, it's hard for me to say, okay, I recommend this because it really depends on what you what you want for your child. And a lot of it depends on what you were doing before you started with Anytime Soccer Training because this is also a tool just to help um, augment what you're already doing. So let me try to be specific about my younger son who is 10. In an ideal week, I want him to get four hours of individual training on the ball in some capacity. And I said, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't say that right. I want him to get four hours of time on the ball outside of his team training. That's an ideal situation for him. But it's important to remember, it's not four hours like that every week. So, cause it doesn't, it just doesn't work that way. But if you had to, Tell me what is the ideal one week. It's it's about four hours of time spent on the ball outside of what they provide for this team. And it's, excuse me, his team provides about three, almost four hours. So that gets you closer to eight hour month. But remember um, when I said, you know, he's 10. So you say, well, that's eight. Well, but there are other things he, he would do that's not, soccer specific but they're active right so he goes and we have a clubhouse he's playing basketball he's playing with his friends he's playing football and stuff right so i just want him to be really active but the reason i put so much emphasis on this extra training at these younger ages beyond the obvious is because this sort of thing sets him up for success in the future so i have decided that and that is what some people would consider to be on the higher end and you can work your way back so what does that look like in terms of time on the ball um, outside of, uh, yeah, what does that look like, even irrespective of any time soccer training? So like you, two days a week, my younger son does 30 minutes in the morning. So that gets you to an hour. I might try to do the math in my head. If I don't, then we can, we can, um, we can do it later. And I wrote an ebook on this as well, where I put it in a chart, but he tries to do an hour in the morning. That's two days a week. And then he does two videos in the afternoon after school, two days a week. Okay. Then he does a session with me at my clinic on Fridays. That's an hour and a half. And then he does, um, I try to get 20 to 30 minutes in before games and practice when I can and occasionally I'll do 15 minutes after practice if it's not too heavy and and then on the weekend if he doesn't especially if he doesn't have a game or on the day off of the game I'll try to get an hour or something in especially with his brother so then what that looks like is his foot is on the ball six days a week in some capacity 
it's important to understand that a lot of this stuff is tempo maintenance work. So when he does the stuff in the morning, it's no, it would be no different than you going, if you're in modest shape, going for a two mile jog. You know, he is. You just do it. And he goes to school. He's not even sweating. It's the same clothes he's you wearing to go to school. He doesn't think about it. But I make that point to say, in order to reach that ambitious goal of getting that much time on the ball, you do have to be very clever about um, how you do it, when you do it, uh, and where you do it, and that kind of stuff. And that's one of the areas that anytime soccer training comes in, because we don't have to think about it. I just hit play, and he just does his thing. Now, the way I use the program is I do one video per skill area as a session. So we talked about um, him doing something in the morning, and he just did something this morning. I will do a two-minute juggling warm-up, right? And that's just two minutes of him juggling warm-up because I want him to get that consistent two minutes even without the... Um, you know, like like the way the juggling program is set up, you do 30 seconds on, 10 second rest, 30 seconds, do a different exercise. But I do think it's some value in just continuously jugging for two to whatever minutes. And then the program goes all the way up to 10, but he'll start with two minutes. Then he'll do an aerial control video. And that's one of the ones, again, where you 30 seconds on, you do this thing, 30, 10 seconds rest, 30 seconds. So the one he just finished was a lot of traveling. So juggle walking and then juggle traveling using both feet. And then I said juggle, juggle walking using either foot and then juggle running using either foot, that kind of thing. Then he does a video from the 1000 Touch Ball Mastery Program. And he's at the point where this particular one, he's moving around in a box doing pull pushes and L behind. Then he does a tight space dribbling drill, okay? And then he does, um, uh, that's probably about all we have time for in the morning because we're rushing it. But if we have time, then he would do a passing drill as well. So when you ask me how many ball mastery videos should they do, if you're going to do a 30-minute session, then it's going to end up being five ball mastery videos if that's the way you want to do it. But I think some of the value in the program is the diversity of 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 drills you can do. So I would recommend that you do one ball mastery or like two ball mastery or in a juggling and maybe a dribbling and just look at the video to make sure you understand it and then actually do it because they actually complement each other. In addition to that, when you start getting into issues, potential issues around overuse, the, if you do as much time as my sons are doing, you definitely want to diversify what they actually are doing uh, you don't want to just do like the same repetitive ball mastery things. So what you're doing in terms of doing some in the morning, doing some after school is absolutely the right way to do it, in my opinion, because you don't want any particular, you, you don't necessarily want every time they touch the ball to be a long training session. And that's one of the things I talk about with the private trainers who I love my private trainers, but the bottom line is, Nothing you have said in this question can be accomplished with a private trainer. You have to do some of that stuff yourself. Now, I'll conclude, I think, I don't know if I missed anything, with how much do you repeat videos? Well, I'll conclude with two things. Well, so I don't actually repeat videos and don't recommend 
you repeat videos unless you just feel the need to. I mean, it's never going to hurt you. But the way the curriculum is set up is we introduce one move per video. So they're going to practice that move five times in the 30 second, 30 second intervals. So you introduce one move per video and then it introduces the next move and then it constantly reviews it. So let me start at the beginning of the 1000 Touch Ball Mastery Program so you can understand what I'm trying to say. The first video is toe, toe touch is stationary. The next video is TikTok stationary. Well, the next video is reviewing toe taps and TikToks in one video. Then we add tap, tap, pause. And then we add TikToks, pause. And then we review those. And then we're going to constantly review those um, same moves, same moves, same moves. And it's only after you've done about 50 different sessions of of this of these variations of toe taps and TikToks, do you go on to the next folder? This is in the 1000 Touch Ball Mastery Program. And you add a sole roll to it. And then you add an inside foot, um, what we call inside foot take, but moving the ball across with the inside of your foot. And then you're adding um, an outside foot what we call outside foot take, but it's like an outside foot dribble. So you do toe taps and outside foot dribbles. So you're adding these combinations. Um, you're adding these combinations to the session, these moves. But it should be relatively easy for the child to um, um, get this stuff because they would have been practicing the uh, beginning skills or the earlier skill or the component skills for so long before they even got to that. And even if they bumble around at first, remember they're gonna do that same move over and over again. And secondly, in-home training is not necessarily about them just being perfect there. You're gonna see it perfect in that moment. You're gonna see that they, this stuff, they, it improved, they improved dramatically despite how awful they may look to you and how slow and how much they mess up in that very moment. The next thing is people will say, well, can I skip videos? So I recommend you follow the progression in order. However, because it introduces one move at a time, you're more than welcome to skip because it's gonna introduce that move at a time. And then what I recommend more so than skipping, say within a program. So instead of skipping videos within the ball mastery uh 1000 touch program just do different ball mastery videos if you're inclined to do that so you could do two cone you could do three cone you could do um lateral ball mastery and that adds some variety now what we're going to add to help you with this from a technology perspective is we're literally just commissioned the um homework slash favorites feature and that's going to allow you to pin folders to your favorites so that you just so that you can just go straight to that folder and knock yourself out and i'm gonna i'm gonna program it where there's a pre-selected amount of favorites in there that recommend that that kind of goes over how i use it not goes over how i use it but shows you sort of the the skill areas that i i start with so again keep doing what you're doing I hope that you're seeing results. If you if you are not, then just stick with it. You will. And if you don't, send me an email. Let me know. I'll try to I'll try to see if I if if there's a way we can help you. Um, 
And so in conclusion, I can't tell you a hard, fast, do this many videos. It's based on your goals and what your child's temperament is and what you guys are trying to achieve, their age and all that kind of stuff. I don't recommend repeating videos unless you feel you absolutely have to. There's obviously nothing wrong with that. Um, I was training my sons before I created any time soccer training. So it may be a little bias in there on how fast I think someone can adopt the moves because they were already doing a lot of this stuff before. And that's why I created it because they were doing this stuff. And I was like, okay, I got to find a, a better way. So I'm rambling at the end just to make sure I didn't miss anything. If I miss something, then just reply back in the comments and I'll try to get, uh, give you uh, more. Now, my older son um, is experiencing some growing pains because he's like, 5'11", he's almost six feet tall. And so while I do still train him, we we do a heavy dose of physical therapy and uh, gym work and all the other stuff you have to do when someone is have these, um, for him, it's more muscular, muscular stuff. But once he grows out of that, hopefully, and he's back to normal, for him, you're going to be looking at around the 15 15 hour mark and that is what it is and it's really driven by him this is what he he wants to do because now he's a he's a teenager and he knows the deal so i try to cover as many bases as i can but if you have any more questions just definitely just shoot me a quick email or comment in the chat and i'll be more than happy happy to help you all right this is neil crawford founder of anytime soccer training let's get better together